This is Trice Talk Sunday night in Georgia, August the 1st, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And, well, and I'm Donald Wayne. <laughs> Hello, Dennis Lee. Hello. I'm Dennis Lee. Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? I can hear you now. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. <laughs> well, 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 well. Uh, some things, ne- some things never change. It is. It is. <laughs> it's one of those things that you just look forward to dealing with every day. That's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> That it does, Clark. That it does. <laughs> well, so we've made it. It's the first of August, folks. I mean, we're well, we're moving right along towards the holidays. Yeah, we're about a hen peck and a few graham crackers away from fall. I know. Actually, there was just a. I wouldn't call it a nip that was in the air this afternoon, but I mean, compared to the last few days we've had, it was almost like springtime. Oh, it's supposed to be a nip in the morning. I think it's supposed to be in the upper 60s um, when we get out and about in the morning. So, Ooh, I like a nip in the morning. Huh? I'm telling you. <laughs> I recommend a nip in the morning to get, put a, a bounce in your step. That's right. Jeez. Well, so how are you? Doing Dennis great. How Lee? are you, Donald Wayne? You have a good weekend? Or yeah, it's pretty good. Spectacular! Oh no, no, just uh, just just a little bit of recreation stuff and yeah. and movies and uh, you know stuff that you got to do even when right. it's a weekend. I hear you, but yeah. I know I was up last night late and uh, actually because I did this show real late last night, the mini pod real late. I mean, and a thunderstorm came through out of nowhere. I mean, really? Oh yeah. It I just, didn't even, uh, I didn't even hear it. It was light. Well, it was, uh, I would say two <laughs> thirty in the morning, something like oh, that. Oh, good. But yeah. I was well, well asleep. I mean, the lightning was crashing and, oh, my. and, uh, it was, it was, it was a small cell, but it was certainly a surprise that late, you know, usually you don't get those kind of things late at night here 
unless you get a whole front come through. And I don't know what it was, but, you know, it it was the beginning of cooling off a little bit. So, yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, anytime football season's right around the corner, you know, the cool weather is coming. Oh, yeah. Football season. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Actually, I haven't heard too much about it other than, uh, and I, I didn't prepare any notes on this, but other than some of the football players are saying they're not going to get their COVID vaccination. So some people may not be playing this year. Well, uh, here's we already my know- thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, it, it, because there's still a lot of unknown side effects. I don't blame right. you. You know, you're, you're a fine-tuned machine to to work and make money at your craft for, if you're lucky, 10 years. Um, are you going to take something um, to, to, you know, to derail that? So. Well, they, you know, some some uh, doctor, I think it was, I believe it was a doctor on Fox yesterday at some point said, well, you know, these people that don't want to take it said there's, you got a better chance of being struck by lightning than you do having serious side effects from COVID. And then I'm thinking, well, in the last several years, I've heard about a lot of people that have been struck by lightning. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, you roll the dice. <clears throat> with you with you know i don't know i mean my biggest thing would be like well if you're planning on having children is that gonna have an effect on you well if you're you know 20 something as these uh, most of these young athletes are that are in the nfl um then that could be an issue so uh, i don't i don't uh, you know that's their own prerogative but if your employer says you have to have a covid shot to work here then that's the problem. I mean, you're having to, you know, make that choice where, well, I'm going to have to do something else, you know, or go to a team that doesn't require it unless it's the NFL in general that's requiring it. I I think the word that was coming down and what started the conversation this week was that, uh, I don't know if it's the NFL commissioner or the group of people who make the rules for all of this, um, the NFL said that, you know, if a, if a team misses a game because uh, or if they have a forfeit a game because of COVID issues that, you know, they're not necessarily going to be able to make that game up. No, and then they, they may true. lose their standing in, in the, you know, in the league play this year. So right. it's not going to give them really much of a choice. And then uh, what was it? Wasn't it this week? Uh, one of the major league baseball teams had to cancel a game because uh, six players, I believe, had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, it's, it's creeping back up, Donald Wayne. Well, I, uh, you know, they, they... It, it's it's we're really getting to a point now, at least from what I can see when I watch the news, or I, I call it the news, when I watch Fox, uh, or if I happen to catch anything else, and people are really there's two sides to this thing now. And, uh, you know, some people are saying that the, uh, the Delta and that the Delta strain and that the newest one, right. Isn't it, isn't it called Delta? Yeah. That, you know, even though it's more contagious, it's, it's not as, uh, it's not as, um, life threatening or, or there's not as great, uh, of symptoms 
from it as there is the original. Right. And um, so they're saying, you know, maybe people are overblowing it just like, you know, we don't, some people comparing it to the Delta to the flu uh, the influenza that we experience every year. And, you know, well, people uh, don't, they don't uh, shelter for that. They, they get to, some of, some people get their flu shots and go about their work. And then some people don't. And I, I've said before, I've gotten my flu shot most of the time in the last five or six years. But then there was a, I know one year that I skipped it because I, I don't know. I, I missed, I missed the window and I didn't, I thought, well, what the heck, let's see how it goes. Right. And I didn't get sick that year, but I, I will admit that when I get it, I never get a cold. So not only do I not get the flu that I don't even get a common cold when I get that flu shot. So, well, I have to say that, you know what I got, I got, it came down sick, what, the uh, 5th of July, the, the first full week of July. Yeah. I missed out that whole week. Um, I've still got effects of that that are still lingering. And yeah. That was back on, that was back, what, four weeks ago. Yep. I'm still coughing stuff up. So, I don't know. I don't know um, who, who to believe, what to believe. Uh, but they did have a report that came out. Um, that uh, out of out of Britain, uh, the UK government uh, they did a did a test, um, or they put a panel together to uh, reveal some findings of what they're thinking. You know where this is going to go, and they believe that it's almost certain that uh, you know there's going to be a new variant that'll lead to the current vaccine's failure. Um. Well, I think I, I, I remember seeing that as well yeah. in the last few days. And, it, and that was, um, uh, they did that. I think that paper was dated a couple of weeks ago. Well, thanks, China. <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah. Well, they're saying because it's a combination of, um, of people. Is it either? Yeah, it's people that don't have the or people who get the first shot of the vaccine and then wait an unusually long amount of time before they get this second shot. And it gives the virus time to learn how to get around um, the vaccine. And, it, and, you know, the virus is actually learning. So isn't that amazing? And it's it, almost scary. It is. scary. Uh, but you remember now, that's what killed the aliens, a little old virus. <laughs> Well, this is true. This is true. Uh, so. Which would probably do us in if we ever go to a world where it's an inhabited by something else. So uh, whatever kind of viruses they may have on their world. But well, that being said, you know that they're, you know, they're, they're taking sample core samples in the Arctic and the Antarctic because of all this ice melting, right? Mm -hmm. they, did, um, they did. They pulled a core sample of ice out um uh, somewhere over in Europe, and they found viruses in the ice, or viruses or bacteria in the ice that was over 10,000 10, years old. I did uh, read that. Yes, yeah, I did. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't um, know that you th should thaw that out. Yeah. I mean, haven't you seen any of the movies where they get that stuff from deep down and then they... <laughs> 
it gets released. That's what happened with that the the thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, that they uncovered something that was frozen, and yeah, look what happened with that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You think? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe these scientists and 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 the government uh, that controls these these uh, issues. They feel like they've got it under control, but you know, right. there's always going to be nefarious people in the world that are going to want to get their hands on that thinking, Hey, you know, all we got, if we get something like that. Then we can, uh, you know, we can infect thousands and thousands of people and guess yeah. who's going to be probably one of their biggest targets folks. Right. Um, yeah, if they can't yeah. beat us with nuclear weapons, then they can beat us. And you know, it'd be crazy to have a nuclear war. The only, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's, there, yeah, there's yeah, no there's, good outcome of a nuclear yeah. war between us and China and Russia. And we know that. And I, I'm sure that the Russians nor the Chinese would want to, you know, I mean, that would really. You're talking about polluting the earth. Oh well, yeah, we've already we've already done that tenfold over. The Iranians and and maybe even uh, uh, the Taliban uh, would want to get hold of something like that. They don't care about that stuff, right? They, re- it, they revere death anyway. Yeah, but I, you know, I feel like China. You know, they're yeah, right. They may not new, do a nuclear strike um, unless this whole Taiwan thing goes down, which they figure a lot of people have said that they that might be the place where world war three happens right there over taiwan yeah over taiwan because chinese is very insistent that if we aid taiwan in their um quest to become independent that that will be an act of war so well yeah Yeah. and we we have interest there but is it worth you know uh a war but you know look china could could they've been working on us for years on a war on a silent war inside our own country oh yeah financially uh all the all the products that we buy medicines everything they've been listening to all of our (laughs) they've been listening to everybody in the country for years i mean where do you think them most of the technology for these cell phones and everything come from i mean the computers well, yeah. we talked about that earlier in the year uh, right. on one of the shows that uh, back when, well, maybe even as, as far back as last year about why do we get, why do we allow China to make so many pharmaceuticals for us? That's insane. We trust them to, to give us good medicines for stuff. I mean, right. or, or, or we don't manufacture enough. If something happened and China cut us off, what would we do? Uh, right. I, don't, I just don't see the logic in allowing an enemy to make medicine for you or uh, basically anything, really, but certainly right. not anything that's life altering or life saving. <laughs> it's just it, it boggles the mind that we have government officials that that think that way. Of course, right now, everything that the government does boggles my mind, so. Yeah. Go figure out one thing that Joe Biden and his cronies are doing right now and tell me that there's any logic to any of it. No, well, I mean, there's a lot of logic to it if you're trying to create a socialist country. <laughs> well, that's so, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. That is logic. That's that's the blueprint of what they're doing right now is this total 
socialist experiment. So thanks a lot, Biden. Yeah. They get that $2,000 a month going for people until the end of, pand- of the pandemic, you know, when who knows when that'll be, then who will need to work? <laughs> yeah, was it, was it Omar that's uh, submitting a proposal, a bill to, to for guaranteed income? Of course, nobody has, uh, feels like that has a chance, even with Democrats, of passing at this point. But, uh, no, yeah, I think it was Elon Omar that was submitting a bill for guaranteed income for everybody. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Whether there's a pandemic or not? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is, this is is mirrored after that, that crap they're doing in California. You know, they've had a couple of uh, municipalities in California that have, have done that on a small scale, but, uh, well, they're going to have to make pretty big checks in California. You couldn't even afford rent. You know, for <laughs> well, that's the thing. Dollars a month. I think they were, I saw the figures the other night on, on Fox and it was something like, um, could be anywhere from $1,300 a month on average to up to 18 or 19, depending on how many uh, children you had. Now I, I think it's, it's got a ceiling. So, you know, uh, Elon Musk wouldn't be, uh, entitled to any, you know, guaranteed income, but I think the ceiling was something like, oh gosh, I want to say 80,000 or a hundred thousand somewhere in there, but anybody below that, they wanted to guarantee income. So I, uh, I thought about doing a story on that tonight, but I thought, well, I'll wait, I'll wait and see how it's received in the house when she gets through proposing that oh you know as the as of june i don't have it for july but as of june there were 5.9 million people unemployed how is that even possible yeah um how is that even possible uh we're you know um talking to several people and they're like we we can't we're offering bonuses for people to come work and we can't even do that, you know, and the different restaurant, a lot of restaurants is causing, you know, what would normally be a 30 minute wait, a two hour wait. Um, you know, the, the people aren't as friendly anymore because they're, they're overworked, overworked and stressed out. Well, I, I know this, uh, one of my favorite places that I hardly ever go anymore. I haven't really been since the pandemic is, is steak and shake down the highway from us and uh you know when i when i venture out and i'm i'm um playing pool or something coming away from there there was a time at you know 11 30 12 o'clock at night you could go by the steak and shake because the drive-thru oh, was yeah. open well, i think that steak and shake was actually open all night up until the pandemic and now the last two times i've been up there uh, i mean it's 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 shut down you can't go through and the only thing it can be is the fact that they don't have enough people to to run it at night so well i'm sure i mean we're seeing so many things change now the prices of goods and services are going through the roof they say we're not in a recession but i mean how much more of a signal do you need um you know the facts are just being totally distorted well and, and you made a good point a minute ago about what did you say five million, five point uh, nine. Just call it six million, really, almost that are unemployed right yes. now. Yes, sir. 
Okay. And we just added as of uh, the end of, uh, well, uh, the middle of July, we added, we've had a million people come across the border since Biden took office this year. A million so, people. Now, well, all of those obviously aren't uh, employment age people, but there there have been a lot of single men coming across the border. So add those numbers out of that a million, you know, let's let's say even if it's another 500,000, I mean, where are they going to get jobs? Right. Or how the million people are going to support themselves? Um, and the answer to that is not. Not no, at least not right away. Somebody's got to no. have to take care of them. Yeah, and the one people will keep getting their checks while these people are crossing the border go and take their jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's um, and and the amazing thing is, Dennis Lee, is that that if you don't listen to Fox or you don't listen to some of these independent or look at some of these independent news services online. Uh, you won't hear much about it, you know, especially the border situation. And I right. talked about it a couple of times last week uh, on many pods that it's just, it's astounding. It's, and every time I see pictures, it's, I just, I don't know where they're going to go. And then now they're talking about hospitals. And of course I said, you know, every time I talk about it, uh, especially when I'm by myself, I say, well, you know, I've, being from Texas, I still care about what happens to the state of my birth, right? right? And and they're talking about all these people that are they're going on people's farms and ranches now, and they're they're stealing stuff, and they're and they're uh, uh, destroying you know some of their land. Uh, they're killing some of their livestock. Uh, they're going into towns and looting. Uh, right. The drug cartels have people coming over the border. And causing havoc in towns. It's and, and well, now there's open season. I mean, what's the government going to do to stop it? They're starting to fill up the hospitals too, because a lot right. of these people coming across the border are sick. Uh, I, I just, I, I never really. I mean, we thought the border had been bad over the years, uh, numerous times, but. And when you, it goes to show when you think something can't get any worse, don't ever say that. No, well, no. it could be worse. Oh, uh, I quit saying that a long time ago. <laughs> it, it's worse. Yeah, because it comes it's right worse. around the corner. But um, I feel so bad for for all those people. Well, you know, and, and of course they're they're busting them and flying them all around the country. Actually, there was, and I didn't intend to talk about the border tonight, but you know how things evolve in one thing to another, but mm -hmm. that, uh, I don't know if you remember this name, Henry, I think his name is Quayar. He's a Democrat representative from one of the districts down there that's on the border. And last year when Donald Trump was going to go, uh, visit, uh, the border and look at the wall and look at the construction. And I think this was like last summer or something. And, uh, this Henry Quayar said that Donald Trump wasn't welcome in his district. He didn't want him coming down there. Hmm. Uh, probably Henry Cuellar wouldn't say it now. <laughs> he wouldn't admit that he was probably wrong, but he was on TV the other day uh, demanding that the federal government do something about that because his, his district's being overrun and the people in his district are upset and they're giving him a hard time. So, um, 
Maybe you should have supported somebody that was pro-border, Henry Cuellar. Hmm. Exactly. But, yeah, the, the unemployment thing is, is mind-boggling, but I do understand. I think all that extra money is supposed to run out in September, I believe, isn't it? I don't know. They're working on extending all that. They want it to run through the end of the year, and then they want it to run through the end of the pandemic, which, uh, you know, they could keep that going for another year. Well, that means they want it to run through the next election cycle. But I know that Texas, I believe, is pretty much Texas and Florida, and I want to say Michigan or or, – a couple of the northern states have said that you know they're they're no longer going to use uh, that COVID money for that purpose. They're not going to allow those extra checks to go out to the people that live in their state. So they're right. cutting that funds off at the end of well, actually, last month. So maybe some of those people will have to go to work. But you know, you let people stay home a year, or force people to stay home, however you want to put it. And, and many people, you know, I mean, there are people in this country, it's no surprise, that will milk the system as far as they can go. Right. Uh, I've known many of those throughout my lifetime. Um, and when you have all these incentives for people not to actually have to go to work or they can make enough to get by without going to work you know, a physical job, uh, there's going to be many people in this country that'll do that. Yes, sir. And who's supporting them? It's not the federal government. It's the people who actually go to work, make a paycheck and have to pay taxes. You're supporting the people that have chosen not to go back to work. Well, one way or another, the the Democrats have been chomping at the bit for years to be in the position to where they can get the country uh, full on depending on the government. And, you know, then, you know, just like they've said before, you can't uh, can't let an emergency go to waste and never let a good emergency go to waste. Yep. Um. I did a mini pod the other night. So there was this person, uh, I believe she's in New York, and I think she's a, a freelance writer or something like that. May have written some books or some garbage. But uh, I did an article where she's come out, and they put it in, the, I believe it was the New York Times. I always get them confused whether it's New York Times or Post. But they published her, it was a commentary, and she made a case for people who aren't citizens, they they should have a right to vote in this country, that you shouldn't have to be an American citizen to vote. That if you're here, whether you're on a green card, a visa, work visa, school visa, whatever you're here for any length of time, and if you're, if you're working at a job and you're drawing money here in this country, you should be able to vote. <laughs> so, mm. uh, and, and she... She's originally from Sweden. Uh, I'm sorry, Switzerland. Uh, let's see, was it Sweden or Switzerland? Oh, now I'm questioning. Well, it's one of the two. I think it's Switzerland. And um, the funny well, thing is, yeah, they're real cold. I mean, it's still cold. Still got mountains. Right. But um, to become a citizen in in Swe- uh, Switzerland, 
you have to live there 10 years. You have to be living in Switzerland 10 years. Now, I think it was Sweden. Now, the more I think about it, one of the two. You have to be there 10 years. You have to learn to be able to, you have to learn the language. You have to be able to speak the language. You have to take history courses on the history of the country so you understand what the country's about. You know, uh, just so you're, you know, it used to be what we made people do when they came to America. Um, they had to learn to speak English. They had to uh, take history courses so they could learn about the founding of the country and all that. Give them a basis for what it is to be an American. Um, but she's over here saying that, and, and oh, and you have to be a citizen to vote. So, but she's over here saying that you shouldn't have to be a citizen to vote in America. And she says, and she openly says, well, you know, uh, I realize that would probably be an advantage to the Democrats for several years. <laughs> or you think, um, but she said, you know, if the Republicans would just start, uh, doing the right thing and supporting people and broaden their, their ideals about how they deal with people and, and what they really want, that they might be able to gain some benefit from it as well. But it's so now, you know, it, it's just chaos in our government. Chaos. It's amazing how much people want to change every little bitty thing about this country. There's, there's nothing that they're not willing to touch right now to change. Oh, no. no, everything's on the table. You know, let's, um, let's erase it, rewrite it in, uh, in their own image. So. But they're not smart enough to realize the very things that they want to destroy, even though some of those things, you know, were umbrellas for bad things in this country. But if you change the fundamental values and, and, the, uh, and the things that this country was established for, it's no longer going to be the country that people want to live in. Well, it can't you know, survive. There's a there's a short um, mini series on uh, on Netflix called "How to Become a Tyrant," and Peter Dinklage does the narrating for that show. I think um, I def- saw that on the listing. Yeah, you should definitely watch it because a lot of the things that what they call is the playbook on how to become a tyrant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, Troubling enough, uh, some of those uh, same tactics are already being put into play here. So, yeah, I, I, I would recommend that, that uh, everybody everybody take a look at that. It just definitely open your eyes. You're going, huh, wow, yeah, it seems like this is happening right now. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Well, it's like the, the 1984 thing, George Orwell. Right. Exactly. So many of those things uh, are coming true. And uh, or at least things that look very similar to what he predicted, you know, um, 36 years ago or longer than that. Um, Oh, speaking of movies, did you did you watch that uh, blood in the sky thing? No, I have not yet. You have still haven't seen it yet. Okay, all right. I will. It's on my list. All right. I just wondered if you would check that out. All right. Well, let me, uh, 
unless you have another comment on that, let me run over here to the board and um, pull out the first thing on the list. Oh my! Well, <laughs> let me let me uh, put this front and center. Why is it people in the news are obsessed with showing pictures of people getting shots in the arm? Have you have you noticed that every time they uh, do a, a story about COVID on on the news, they have to show some pictures of people or, or video of people getting shots in the arm. We know uh, what it looks like, folks. We don't yeah. need you. Maybe that's what's scaring some people. I don't know. I remember when it first started. I mean, scares me. It, it, it looked like the needle for the COVID shot was like seven or eight inches long. And, well, that, uh, it, that it did. And um, I was like, I, well, that's not happening. No, I, the day that I went to get my first shot, I said, oh, well, that doesn't look as big as the one they're showing on TV. She says, oh, well, that's that's <laughs> that's not accurate at all. I said, well, that's not doing you a lot of good service there. Well, you know, uh, the TV has 10 inches. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need, I need to be on TV more often. <laughs> or I need to be on TV at all. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting shorter. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So the first thing I got to talk about is Walt Disney and Walmart are some. Well, they're not the first companies to come out mandating vaccines for their employees. But, you know, they're among a growing group of employers that are um, mandating vaccinations for their employees. Yeah. Uh, says Walt Disney. And this is from the uh, the epic times of course by lorenz lorenz lozenge lozenge oh. do champs Lozen. well let's just call them do champs um uh, says walt disney and walmart announced new policies late this last week that will require nearly every employee working for the companies in the united states to be vaccinated against the ccp virus isn't that funny that they're calling it the ccp virus um Disney's going to give both salaried and non-union hourly employees across the nation 60 days to comply with their new policy. Uh, newly hired employees will also be required to be fully vaccinated before they can start their employment. Uh, employees who aren't already vaccinated and working on site as of now will have 60 days as well. Uh, I didn't realize that there were some union employees working at Disney, but um, this uh, this doesn't affect the union employees yet because they have to negotiate with the union. Let's see. The company said it also started conversation with union leaders uh, representing employees. Vaccinations are the best tool we have to help control the global pandemic and protect our employees, Disney said. The International Family Entertainment Company, which has 203,000 employees. Uh, I knew they were headquartered in California. Uh, Disney's policy was announced as several big tech companies, including Google and Facebook, said in July that every American employee must get a shot before coming back into the office. And then... Uh, and of course, uh, Walmart, which is headquartered in Arkansas. Imagine that. 
not even a major city in Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, they said that we're hoping that uh, we're hoping that will influence even more of our frontline associates to become vaccinated. And um, says all of its employees at its headquarters and managers who travel within the United States must be vaccinated by early October. Walmart is also encouraging customers to wear masks in stores located in areas where uh, COVID cases are surging and they'll be adding new signage at entrances. Uh, I was just at Walmart, I don't know, three or four days ago and uh, no one was, I think some of the employees actually were wearing masks now that I think about it, but I don't think Georgia right now, at least in our areas, having a problem with COVID surges. Um, I went to, there's a Dunkin' Donuts right here by the house and I went by there the beginning of the week, and then about three days later, after the CDC CDC gave those mask um, guidance updates, everybody in the place had a mask on. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just, I guess it's, uh, you know, uh, whatever the owner, you know. Well, yeah, if they the have a sign. The business wants to do, yeah. Well, and that's true, and, and uh, we noticed now, the that. the patrons didn't, the, the employees did. Yeah, right. The employees. Well, like I said, I saw a lot of them wearing masks at Walmart uh, last uh, this past week. But I, you know, there wasn't a lot of uh, customers wearing masks. Now, Kroger just up the street from me. That's a little different. They are uh, now. I'm seeing an increase in people going in with masks. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get geared up. Say, well, we're going to have to start wearing them again. So we might as well get used to it. Um. Let's see. It says new research and outbreaks from several states and other countries indicate that on rare occasions, some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant may be contagious and spread the virus to others even after they've been vaccinated. Um, so that's pretty much it. The new science is worrisome and warrants an update to our recommendations. So, yeah, it's, um, I, I, I don't know. You know, some people yeah. will tell you that uh, they're not going to wear a mask. You're going to have to force them to wear a mask to go places. Right. And others, you know, I mean, I pretty much do. If, if there's a sign on the door and, and the people who own the business or run the business tell you that you have to have a mask on, then I'll wear a mask. Right. In fact, I, I, I've been carrying a mask with me in my pocket anyway, just in case I end up going into a store that that has a sign and I, I, I didn't know about it, so uh, I can be prepared. But, yeah, I always have a box of them. And- yeah, I, I'm, I don't miss wearing them. I was so glad to get rid of it, but um, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what kind of numbers we have in uh, – in Georgia before we start worrying about it. Now, I think Atlanta, the mayor of Atlanta, I believe I heard late last week, maybe Thursday or Friday, that she's already mandated that uh, businesses um, and government employees, I believe, have to start wearing masks again, you know, state or city government employees. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, because there's, there's, there's a lot of talk about um, this the strain changing into something that we don't have any preparation for and could draw this thing out 
um, the same amount of time. We definitely don't want to go through another round of shutdowns. Well, and, and some of the doctors that they'll have uh, show up on Fox and um, they'll interview them and they talk about it. And, and some of them are admitting, you know, folks, you know, we're probably going to be dealing with COVID related viruses for a number of years to come. Uh, and, and we may just have to get used to it, but you know, they're not advocating, uh, the measures that we took last year, uh, unless, you know, they have some variant that, that shows it to be more deadly than what, what we had to deal with last year. So we'll have to see. I'm not going to Disney world anyway. I'm done with Disney, but, uh. Right. That's all I can do to watch the Disney Channel. So. Can you imagine trying to walk around Disney uh, uh, Disney World with a, a freaking mask? No, I mean, it's not happening. No. <laughs> well, it's just like here, and I don't think it's open now. I think they shut it back down, but, you know, World of Coke, um, the uh, Georgia Aquarium, all that stuff. How do you really enjoy yourself? doing something like that with a mask on, you know, it's a, which, you know, Hey, it's something's better than nothing, I guess, but it's just, it would be a big problem for me. Yes. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, I did say last week, I think I talked about mask at least one time. Uh, I did say there is one segment of our society that really probably be happy for this mask thing to go on, uh, forever. The criminal uh, element. Yeah, criminal element. Yeah, they're like, look, check this out. I can go into a bank with a mask on. Isn't yeah. Great? I mean, I, I have not been in a bank since COVID started. I have not had to go inside a bank. I can't imagine being in there with a bunch of people in masks. But then again, I haven't heard about a lot of robberies in a bank either. Uh, and then some of them don't even let you go in the lobby or they weren't letting you go in the lobby. Um, but yeah, I, I would think criminals would be happy for the mask mandate because look at all, all the people that you see committing these crimes. Uh, you see the, the news footage and of course they got a mask on and they have a reason to have a mask. We give them license to cover their face. And then, you know, that's gotta be part of why they're not as, as uh, reluctant to go do some of the crimes they do because, uh, other than that idiot carrying out those pairs of pants a couple of weeks ago, you know, most of them have their faces covered. Right. Well, so. Um, speaking of idiots, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, an idiot somewhere. Yeah, you speaking, it. <laughs> of, speaking of idiots, um, did you hear about the protesters sticking an eviction notice on Nancy Pelosi's California home? Um, I, I did not. I, I think I saw the headline on <laughs> on, on the uh, internet. One of the things I was looking at, but I didn't read it. So, what was that about? Well, I mean, basically, the the moratorium um, for evictions um, expired at the end of July after sixteen months, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the tenants who were protected by that. We're behind on rent or starting to get evictions left and right, um, which is, you know, millions of people are facing being thrown out of their homes. Um, so um, they actually had activists. They took a, a fake eviction notice 
and they stuck it on Nancy Pelosi's California home front door on Saturday in protest of the federal eviction moratorium coming to an end um, and, uh, and demanded that the House Speaker reconvene Congress to push for an extension on the moratorium. Um, so that said, um, let's see, what did it say? Dear Speaker Pelosi, you are hereby given immediate notice that millions of Americans will face eviction tonight when the eviction moratorium expires. Uh, we call upon you to immediately call Congress to session to vote to extend the eviction moratorium and keep the people in their homes. We're in the midst of the second worst COVID surge to date, and this is not the time to allow evictions to begin. It continued. Um, and they, they actually said that the, the reason that we're at her house is that she has a beautiful mansion in Pacific Heights in San Francisco, and it shows how out of touch she is with the people that are facing a situation of eviction. That was from Chris Evans, as he told that to Fox News. You know, yeah, it's, it's sick. And and not only that, I mean, look, she's living in this, uh, this house is in San Francisco, living in San Francisco. Look at what a rut that uh, San Francisco is, uh, you know, what a what a, a pit it's become um, with with the homelessness and the drug use and the crime. Um, but, yeah, you you can't. I mean, if you're going to do if your intention was to make sure that your citizens were protected from being thrown out onto the streets because they couldn't, um, it couldn't work by no, you know, um, um, fault of their own. Yeah. By no fault of their own. Then, uh, then why would you not extend it? Um, you know, of course there'll be bad actors, people who will take advantage of it, but, you know, and look, look, there's plenty of jobs to be had, but they, that that might not be the situation. People may not be able to work. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with these people going straight to her door. You know, they weren't burning anything down. They just stuck a little eviction notice on her door. <laughs> well, sure she can. and along that same line, I'm for them busting all of these illegals that they're bringing across the border. They need to dump them in, in her district, every Democrat district that, you know, that has supported all this garbage that's happening at our border or not done anything about it. And probably some Republicans too, but stick them in there as close as you can get to their home or pull the bus up yeah. in front of Nancy's house and no. say, hey, here, go knock on the door. I think that's perfect. You go ahead. Look, you know, you're going to have to pay somebody to do it, but you get the bus loaded up. You're right. Truck them on down to her house. It's so beautiful. And be like, look, go, you know, we'll get somebody to knock on the door. <laughs> we got some tents here. You can go ahead and camp out on her front lawn. She's got plenty of ice cream. You ever had ice cream? It's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it just, these people are so out of touch. That it doesn't, you know, they, 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 they want to pass these bills that, um, that don't really cover the interests 
of, of the whole country. It covers a few of their constituents and their own desires, and they go home to their lavish homes um, and still get paid a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year to spend our money. Yeah, and she don't get she, shit done. Yeah, she gets paid almost. I, she's the. Uh, uh, she gets paid. Uh, I, we did that last year or the end of, or first of this year, but it's somewhere around two hundred thousand dollars a year. She and the and the um, majority leader in the in the Senate, but yeah, she's very well paid. Actually, overpaid for for what little she does. All of them, really. You know, we said that. I think we said that earlier in the year, or maybe late last year, that these people in Congress that don't want to do anything that's really beneficial for us, we need to take their, you know, get them off the payroll for a while. Why don't y'all donate your your checks to all these people yeah, that should, you should seem to want to, to give through? things away to? But uh, should, shouldn't they have to have a review done? You know, shouldn't they have like a, okay, a yearly review at least where we're going to look at what good they've done or, you know, what, uh, how much money of our money have they spent on frivolous bills or, you know, their own interest? Well, every and, major job that I've ever had, there was always a, a review at the end of the year. Right. Uh, before, especially before anybody could even get a raise. Now, of course they don't get raises every year, but they still, there still needs to be a performance. Of course, we're the employer, so we should be doing the reviews ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Nancy, but, uh, your score wasn't high enough for you to keep your job. Uh, you're going to have to hoof out of here. Yeah. So. And give me that ice cream. Yeah, Jeez. I want so, your yeah. gavel right now. Right, I got a place to put it. But I saw that story and I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, good for them. Good for them. Well, you know, uh, Maxine Waters is the one who said that people should be going and uh, confronting, you know, the, the, the Republicans and, and the people who support Trump. Get in their face and tell them that you're not welcome here or you're not happy or whatever you want to tell them. So we need to do the same things to people like Nancy Pelosi. Um, I, I heard some idiot. They were talking about Kamala Harris the other day, and this is this is not on the agenda either, but they were talking about, you know, because they're not going to let up on this thing with Joe Biden and, and his, his uh, mental state. But they're saying, well, you know, even if Kamala takes over for Joe Biden, nobody feels like that she has, has a chance of actually being elected or reelected uh in 2024 so they were concerned and they were tossing out some names and said well who, who do we have that could lead the democrat party and and i saw this on i think it was cnn or msnbc they were playing a clip and they threw out the names of elon omar and and aoc <laughs> i'm like are you serious you got, you've got to uh i don't think they could get elected but the no. fact that somebody wants to even put their name in the ring as being the leaders of the Democrat Party, that should scare the hell out of anybody that has a D in front of their name. Jeez. But, yeah, I'm glad they went to Pelosi's house. But I think those – I really do. I think those busloads of people need to start showing up out there in California and, and, and these little nice neighborhoods 
I wonder how long it would take Nancy Pelosi to raise hell about that. Did you see the thing about the, the Vero Beach? Did you see that little news clip about Vero Beach down in Southern California? And oh, no, I didn't see that. Some poor, this little t- poor town of Vero Beach, uh, they were walking along. Somebody from Fox was walking along with the, I think it was the police chief of the, the city, or it might have been the mayor of the city. And the, the, most of the, uh, the Surfside uh, business district, People were just losing money left and right because these homeless people have tents set up out on the on the beach where people would normally be playing with their kids and running out into the water and laying out there getting sun or playing volleyball. The homeless tents are taking up so much room, and they're saying that they create so much in the way of trash and debris and needles and drugs and prostitution that, you know, People have stopped going to the beach in that little town, and they're hurting. And it's just that, that's unheard of, right. Abs- absolutely unheard of. I, I just um, I, I don't know how in the hell people live in California. It's, it's I've always heard it's such a beautiful place to to be and live, and that's why so many people went there for the weather and the and the, you know the beach and all the different stuff, but. Um, I, you know, people are leaving there in droves now. Right. That's a shame. That's a shame. Well, good for them. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. So, uh, you need me to move on to the next thing here? Let me see if Be I can ready, find ready it. Ready to roll, sir. I can I just don't know that. You know, <laughs> it's so much fun because here lately I've been playing uh, some audio clips um, on some of the many pods that I've been doing and I always say, you know, where is Dennis Lee when I need him to run interference while I'm trying, I'm trying to talk and I'm trying to look down and concentrate on pulling up the next audio thing. That's, it's, you know, it's, it's fun when, when you're, <laughs> I said, forgive me, <laughs> forgive me. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm technologically challenged anyway. Well, it happens. Um, uh, what was I going to talk about next? I don't know. What was um, it? Oh, the Corona. Uh, yeah. The ongoing spike in, uh, uh, no, um, Oh, voters in Georgia. Where, where the hell is that? <laughs> the voters yeah. in Georgia didn't check yeah. the ballots. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, okay. Um, and I, this is something I haven't heard before. And it's, it's, it just came out. This is from uh, the Epic Times as well. Oh, Zachary Stiber wrote an article about this one actually today. And he says that a majority of voters in Georgia either did not check or only briefly glanced at a paper ballot after they chose who to vote for during this past 2020 election. Now, since I didn't vote in person, uh, I don't remember getting a paper ballot after I voted. Do you before then? Is that something no, new? I, I, I don't remember ever seeing one. Are you there? <laughs> I, I, I never saw one. Yeah. But they're talking about people didn't check and they're saying in this article, I'll go a little further, but all I remember getting when I used, you know, the last few times I voted in person was a little, like a little disc thing. 
uh, or a flash drive or whatever you want to call it. And then I would go put that in a, in a little box. Right. Right. So I don't know what they're talking about this paper ballot, but it says here that a fifth of voters observed at the voting booth did not check the ballots at all. While 31 and a third percent of others only gave the paper a brief glance. I don't know what paper they're talking about. So I don't have an experience with the paper ballot in years. Um, under the election system produced by Dominion Voting Systems used in Georgia for the first time. Oh, okay. For the first time statewide in 2020. Maybe that's why I didn't see it. Voters log their choices on the electronic machines. When they finish picking up, picking, picking up, picking who they are voting for, a printer attached to the machine prints out a paper ballot. Aha. That's why I didn't know, because I, I didn't vote in person last year. Uh, people then take the ballots and insert them into a ballot tabulator. Before doing so, voters can check the ballot for accuracy. If there's any, if there's something amiss, it says, they can spoil their ballot and vote again. Spoil it? I wonder how you spoil it. Spit on it or, I don't know, chew it? So... Uh, it's basically the article goes on that they actually uh, researchers at the University of Georgia School of Public and Internal Internal International Affairs. They put some voter check people out last year to uh, observe people after they would vote and they were watching them and they watched to see if they would look down at their paper ballot and see if it was accurate, if it reflected who they actually voted for. And it says that students noted whether voters did not check the ballot at all, whether they briefly glanced at it uh, or whether they spent a short time reviewing it. The results showing most voters either did not check their ballot or only undertook a cursory examination which was deemed insufficient. So, uh, gee, I guess they gave us a, a way to check that this past year, and it looks like people aren't taking advantage of that. So that, that's that's why they're taking the paper ballot. That's why that's such an issue. Uh, it makes sense. Let's see. Ways to improve the rate at which voters check the paper ballots include training poll workers to remind them to verbally to check the ballot and having workers at hand to give them reminders. Voters who were handed such reminders were 5.3% more likely to have checked their ballots compared to those who did not. Um, the importance of checking one's vote at, uh, is that the paper ballot could, for various reasons, be different from the votes a voter entered on the machine. This gives a peace of mind with someone that the choice that they've made on the tabulator are correctly recorded on the ballot, Hood said, and those would be the choices that would be counted again under certain types of situations, such as hand recounts. Georgia was one of several swing states that went for Democrat Joe Biden in 2020. Uh, we know that. Uh, the results remain the same after three recounts, but a group of voters, though, it, it's seeking to look at absentee ballots counted in Fulton County. So I haven't heard anything new on that. But, yeah, I, so I guess I missed that 
this past year because I, I, I did not vote in person. I almost did, but I, I chose not to. And so it looks like if they use those machines again for the next election, that uh, now you'll get a little printout and you can look at that. Now, that will only be used for recounts, according to what I'm reading in this article. They'll still download everything off the machines, and that'll be the initial count. But if they have reasons to recount, then they then they have these paper ballot backups that they can go into. So that's actually not a bad thing. I'm sure there's ways to cheat on that as well, but at least that's a step in the right direction. So, well, next year, COVID or not COVID, I'll be voting in person next year because actually the, the place for me to vote is not that far down the road anyway. And um, I, I really do like going to vote in person. Dennis Lee. <laughs> oh, I, I did uh, read that. Arizona has finished counting the ballots in Maricopa County, and now they have to process all that information, but they still are being denied access to the, uh, I guess they're calling it the servers, the voting machine servers or whatever it is that they've been trying. And even a judge has said that they, that the county officials have to turn over those uh, access to those machines and give them the codes. They, they don't have the passcodes to get into the machines, and they're still refusing to do so. So, um, But they have finished the recount, and the, they're, they're writing up their results of, of, what, of that recount, but they're still wanting to do have access to those voting machines so they can look at the servers and, and see, if, see what kind of problems they might find there. But they're still being denied access. And I saw there was a story in Pennsylvania, you know, they're trying to do something similar up there. Uh, and the court has ordered these three separate counties in Pennsylvania to give access to this company or whoever it was that was going to go in and do the recount. And the counties are refusing to obey the court order. So we're going to see where that has to go. I mean, why do people fight it? If they have nothing to hide, that's always the first indication for me that uh, somebody has something to hide if, if they're not going to let people, you know, check it out, especially when a court's ordered that you give them access. Right. But we've learned in recent years that laws are only designed for conservatives and Republicans. <laughs> everybody else gets a free pass to a certain extent to a certain extent okie dokie well you know um, we were talking about the the COVID and that's uh, a big part of what's in the news right now Um, and they're saying this is another report out of the Business Insider that the coronavirus transmissions among the vaccinated people could raise the risk of an even more dangerous variant. And it was kind of tied to what I was talking about earlier um, that they, they, you know, they're doing all these studies now as fast as they can 
that the and saying that the coronavirus could be just a few mutations potentially away from evolving into a variant that can evade existing COVID-19 vaccines. And this is coming from the CDC director, uh, uh, Walensky, uh, said on Tuesday. Um, I think it's Rochelle. Uh, uh, that's about as good as I can pronounce that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they said the best way to stop the coronavirus deaths and severe illness is to roll out vaccines quickly. Well, okay, they've been rolling them out quickly. However, the researchers concluded that the chance of vaccine-resistant strain will emerge is highest in a scenario that combines three conditions. First, a large portion of a population is vaccinated, but not everyone. Second, there's a lot of virus circulating. And third, no measures are in place to curb potential viral transmissions from vaccinated people. So... Kind of sounds familiar to what's going on right now, doesn't it? It does. Um, they said in this article before the rise of Delta, which is now responsible for more than 80% of the coronavirus cases, that situation wasn't a concern because research suggested vaccinated people weren't likely to transmit other versions of the virus. But as we've known off of this story, um, you know, as a sidebar to the story, we, we've found it already that they don't know a lot about side effects, about how this will mutate. They're, everyone's learning as we go. So there's not like there was a playbook for this. Um, it's all as we go along. So but they said, but according to a CDC stu- a study released Friday, vaccinated people may transmit the Delta variant just as easily as the unvaccinated. Um, and that could help explain the recent surge in the U.S. cases. Last month, the country's seven-day average of new daily cases has more than quintupled from. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that I even say that very often. Quintupled, quintupled yeah. yeah. Um, from twelve thousand two hundred sixty-three on June 29th to seventy-one thousand six hundred twenty-one on Thursday. Um, and it's respect it's spreading among all, all people that Delta variant is. It doesn't rem, rem, it doesn't matter what your vaccination status is. Um, and actually, I think more younger people are, are getting this as well. So the good thing is that the Delta variant, like you said earlier, is um, not as is not as deadly. And so it hadn't really increased in um, how fast it can kill you, but it is just that much more contagious. So what they're worried about is that, um, like they were saying right here, they said this means that the vaccine-resistant strain spreads through the population faster at a time when most people are vaccinated. Um, so, you know, because you got people um, out partying now, they're going and doing things. Hey, we don't have to wear a mask. We can pack into a concert. We can pack into the beach, what they've been doing for a while. But they're doing all these things and not wearing a mask and um, going back to as close as they could to life that was normal before the pandemic. And it's not time to live like that. So so they said, uh, what else did they say? They said uh, infections among people who are partially vaccinated raise the risk 
of a game-changing mutation because it takes time for the body to develop the antibodies, the T-cells and B-cells, to fight the virus. And our immune response increases dramatically following the second dose. So if you just get the first dose and you're hanging out and you're like, ah, you know, I'll get it when I get it. Um, Yeah, you're not helping, you're not helping the cause. So if someone gets infected in the interim, it gives the virus a sneak peek at what it's up against. With Delta, research shows a single shot of the Pfizer or AstraZeneca vaccines is only 33.5% effective against the variant. So it's a, it's a problem. And, you know, they say, you know, but they say a lot, but they say we're right around the corner from a variant that will make all of these vaccines null and void. And that is a scary thought, um, given that, uh, you know, it's, it's taken till, you know, right before January for people to be able to get the vaccine a lot easier. Um, well, actually, it, I guess it really not till um, not till March or April and May for people to get it easier. Because I know I had to wait till um, April. Yeah, um, I I be, got the first dose in in February. Yeah, my wife and I got our first dose in February, and I think um, then the second one in the first of March, and they had actually started giving them before then through the, the Wellstar system, you know, that we're, we're members of. So, uh, they were becoming available, but I know some locations were having trouble getting enough supply for people in their areas. But I mean, we decided early on, as soon as it was available to us, we were going to go ahead and do it since we're in that, that high risk category anyway, right? because of age. And it's, um, I didn't really hesitate taking it. I know a lot of people, and there's been some pe- reports of people uh, that some may have died because of getting the vaccine, but I don't know that they've had enough time to determine if there were other factors in, included in that. Uh, right. I, I know, you know, it's hard to, to push people to get something that's technically not been fully authorized by the FDA in this country. But then we've had things, you know, people have to remember, we've had things that the FDA has approved in this country, but that doesn't, the FDA doesn't see every manufacturing process. They don't oversee everything and mistakes happen in manufacturing sometimes too where right. people get overdosed because the batch wasn't mixed properly or it was contaminated with something and things happen. So just having the FDA stamp on there is not going to ensure that nobody is going to die or have serious complications because of, you know, taking the shot or right. it's, it's, but it makes people feel better because you think, Oh, okay. Well, they say nothing can happen to you if you take it, but that's not right. true. It's not true. And um, I, I hate it that that there's a lot of people that just, they, they refuse to take it. And, of course, now they're blaming it on uh, Trump and Republicans, that Republicans have said so much negative stuff about it. 
I, I don't see where they get that. That, um, you know, because the only thing that I hear some Republicans say is people have a right not to take it if they don't want to take it. And that's true, I think. But then, you know, you're going to be limited on what people are going to allow you to do if you don't take it. Because right. people aren't going to want you around them uh, if you have a chance of, you know, being a carrier, even though they've been, you know, vaccinated themselves. There's just. There's too many unknowns of what is going to happen with this virus, how your body's going to react. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, I got um, sick four weeks ago and I'm still dealing with it. So, uh, you know, you don't know what this does to your immune system, what it does to your body in general, um, your lungs. So uh, it's a it's an issue. It's something that can't be toyed with. I was talking to a customer um, the beginning of last week and explaining my trip through COVID in January. I was like, man, it's no joke. Uh, I was praying just not to have to go to the hospital because at that point you can't have anybody there and you're at the mercy of whoever's taking care of you. Right. Um, not saying that people aren't doing their best out there. Um, God bless our, you know, first responders and people that work in our hospitals, you know, you're heroes, you are, but you, you, you're alone, you know? So yeah, it's, well, uh, it's real. This needs to be taken seriously. And, and every time you go to the hospital, uh, unfortunately, it's a fact of life that there are some badass diseases and, and uh, viruses yeah. in, in the hospital. And some people go in for ordinary things, and then they get some kind of infection from being in the hospital, and, and they die from that over something that they that, that what they went in for certainly wasn't a risk to them. Uh, I had a friend that that situation happened to. Gosh, it's been almost 20 years ago now, but um, uh, they caught something in, in the hospital and uh, their condition didn't kill them. It was, the, it was the infection that they got from being in the hospital. You know, and they're, and they're not to say to, they're as safe as they can be, I guess, but you consider all of the infections, all the viruses, all the diseases that go into a hospital. I mean, it's just... It's a roulette wheel. But, you know, and if they yeah. say we got to have a booster, I know some people are fussing about that. But if, if, if there's credible information that, you know, you should get a booster, especially people, elderly people, then I'll be getting a booster. Yeah. Um, I made it to the first two. I, I, I'll trust to get a booster if that's necessary. And if it's like the flu shot that you get every year and, and they determine that, yeah, you know, we really need to keep these things going, um, then I'll probably do that as well. It's just, but we, we, you know, we should have control over that, uh, what we do with our bodies. But, you know, if you're working for somebody that's got a company, they have a right to uh, decide what their employees are going to have to do in order to be able to work there. And especially when they've got to the, the lives and the uh, risk to other people there, if you're not vaccinated. Well, as they should, 
But yeah, I thought that was a interesting story to go along with what, what's going on right now. Well, and unfortunately, there's people that are thinking that a lot of this is predetermined, you know, uh, that Democrats, liberals want to position this to be a major issue next election cycle because they are truly concerned about what's going to happen, the, 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 the fallout from all the crap that's already occurred this year, especially immigration. Immigration alone probably should keep uh, a lot of Democrats from being reelected, but we'll see. Right. Sometimes voters have short memories. This is true. Um, I was going to talk about the, uh, the audit rejects up in uh, Pennsylvania, but I changed my mind <laughs> just because I just briefly touched on that a minute ago. And it's really nothing other than uh, these three counties in Pennsylvania refusing to go uh, obey a court order to allow their uh, votes to be counted by this organization that wants to do recounts in Pennsylvania. So we'll see where that ends up going. But this is a story uh, about a New Mexico House Democrat resigns amid criminal probe into racketeering and money laundering. So this is in New Mexico. It's from the Epic Times. This is from Tom Ozimic. Oh, Tom, we hadn't heard from Tom in a while. But it's about the... It's about the New Mexico House Majority Leader, Cheryl Williams Stapleton. I wonder if she's related to the Stapleton Singers. Uh, But she's a Democrat. She resigned on July the 30th amid a... (laughs) I started to say, okay, a criminal probe. You know what a criminal probe is, Dennis Lee? Um, you. Do they do they give you those out there. down there at the, <laughs> at the old shop and go? Or are they giving those out? I don't know where you get. Where do you get a criminal, a criminal probe, Donald down, Wayne? Uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> oh well, that's a possibility. Uh, but it's a criminal probe in, involving allegations that uh, include money laundering and racketeering, according to some reports. Uh, Stapleton announced her resignation in a letter uh, to the New Mexico Secretary of State in which she unequivocally denied the allegations against her. This is a decision that weighs heavily on me, she says, on which I have made after a tremendous amount of consideration of the best interests of the people of New Mexico. Uh, While no charges have been filed against Stapleton uh, so far authorities are investigating her for possible racketeering money laundering kickbacks and violations of laws governing the conduct of state lawmakers uh let's see no we don't care about Stapleton's attorney as part of the investigation the attorney general's office executed search warrants on July the 28th at Stapleton's home and businesses and at Albuquerque public schools where Stapleton oversees career technical education, according to the documents. While we cannot comment on the specifics of an ongoing investigation, I can assure New New Mexicans 
that because this matter involves schools and public funds, we will be swift and diligent in concluding this investigation. Um, public confidence in government is seriously damaged by even the appearance of impropriety or illegal activity, which is why public officials must always hold themselves up to the highest possible standard of behavior. New Mexicans expect and deserve elected officials who, regardless of party, will put the people before themselves. Anything else, anything less violates a sacred public trust. Um, Did you just say... says, given the weight of the allegations... New Mexicans? Yeah, this is what the article says. I guess people in New Mexico are called New Mexicans. How ironic is that? Uh, given, (laughs) Given the weight... Given the weight of the allegations against... Yeah, I'm not making that up to try to be funny. Given the weight of the allegations against Stapleton and the ongoing investigation or resignation from the House is appropriate and is in the best interest of the legislature. Uh, Commenting on the probe of Stapleton... The uh, New Mexico Republican Party Chairman Steve Pierce called it a sad day in New Mexico politics. I know Representative Stapleton personally, and we have worked together, but there's no excuse for what she apparently she's apparently done. He said in a statement, Representative Stapleton must be held accountable, and we hope the investigation and judicial process will take the proper course. Uh, I was I. I may have skipped over it here, but there was a point. It was talking about a lot of money. It was about government contracts <laughs> that she was involved in that were let out to this company, and it was millions of dollars. Now, where in the heck did I? I guess. Uh, da, 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 da. Don't you hate that when you you saw something and then uh, I can't find it. Well, wait a minute. Let's see. Okay. Authorities are probing Stapleton's possible illegal connections to a company that received more than $5 million in contracts to do business with Albuquerque Public Schools and whether she received financial kickbacks from that contract. So that was one of the major things they were looking at. But so New Mexicans... We'll have that on the agenda for a while. Well, I wonder how the old Mexicans feel about that. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, I knew you'd make a joke about that. <laughs> no, seriously. I, you know, they, 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 they people have got to really ask some serious questions about all this stuff. You know. Well, it doesn't say how long she's been in office, but you know, here's another case. I mean, and she's certainly, if if she's guilty, we don't know whether she's guilty or not. I know nothing about New Mexico except that it's, I've been to Albuquerque uh, once. But um, it's, the, the, it's, it's got to be, there's got to be a lot of opportunities for people in the right place to do stuff like this in the government. And she certainly, if she's guilty, she's not the first person to get caught with her hand in the cookie jar for, uh, authorizing or pushing through, you know, uh, negotiations for, uh, 
contracts worth millions and millions of dollars. But uh, there's another case for term limits. And I saw a number of times on Twitter this this weekend people commenting about term limits. And uh, it, was in, it was in regards to something else that was going on. But it's just, yes, we need term limits. It's not going to stop all of the corruption. There's still going to be people. The moment they get in office, you know, they might, might – uh, start working on these little side deals. But by and large, you know, if, if a lot of these people get caught up in this stuff because they've been in in uh, in office so long, they have a lot more power than they really should have. Right. A lot more contacts, a lot more influence. But, you know, I hope the probe of Miss Stapleton, you know, for her sake, turns out to not be anything, you know. I mean, you hate to see anybody for that to be true about anybody, but you know, yeah. we'll see. New Mexicans will keep an eye on that. Yeah. I mean, how can you not when someone's being probed? <laughs> right in front of well, you. I don't want to be. In the room. <laughs> I don't want to be in the room. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Well, um, we, we reached the end of our string. Yeah, we're we're dwindled down there. Um, <laughs> but the good thing about that is, and we pile on more material for Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say, and of course, I, you and I haven't had a chance to to talk much lately. But uh, right, this is ironic because <laughs> we've talked about it on on uh, the podcast. Guess what's happening this coming week? Uh, um, I don't know. Is there a concert or something? I... No. Well, there's always a concert, but they're actually having a podcast convention in Nashville, Tennessee this week. I saw oh, it. I got an email from uh, BuzzFeed. Uh, you know, all I did one time was go on BuzzFeed looking about the possibility of doing podcasts on BuzzFeed. Right. And now I'm like, you know, part of the family but the latest yeah so i got an email yesterday and it's coming it came to me for the first time yesterday uh please join us for the podcast convention in nashville tennessee on august the uh i guess it's third fourth and fifth oh no no i guess it or second third and fourth something like that well if they Uh, had it uh, on the weekend we'd be able to be there I know. I, I, uh, well, I've been encouraged to go, but, um, I, number one, it wouldn't be as much fun if you and I couldn't go together. But the second thing is it's $500 for the three days, the ticket. And then you, that still doesn't pay for the hotel room. So, uh, Tristalk doesn't have that in their budget right now, since, you know, we are a nonprofit, non paid. Yeah. Yeah. organization no, the word profit isn't even in the <laughs> equation um, yeah we don't even get expenses yeah. uh well we do have some money on Podbeam, but you know we're uh, going to save that for legal fees in case you know somebody uh, wants to sue us for something lord but, knows we might um yeah i thought that was interesting we've we've talked about they need to have a podcast convention somewhere and they're having one you know 235 miles away but uh it's a little bit late to find out about it but yeah, yeah they're having uh, 
uh, a bunch of workshops uh, for huh. for attendees, and uh, they said they've been having this thing up there for the last five years. Except for last year, they did a virtual uh, podcast so they do it, convention they do it every year. Well, they've been doing it every year for the last five years, hmm. and um, and I, you know, there there's a link you can look at it and 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 see what all goes on. They have parties at night, you know, uh, stuff to do, drinking, and <laughs> but. Oh, I bet. I bet a bunch of illicit activities going on. Yeah, there. I bet there's a bunch of little podcasters show up after that that experience. My goodness! But um, it looks like it could be fun. So maybe if we're still doing this next year, maybe we can plan ahead and uh, and save up our nickels and dimes and maybe attend the next one. But I just thought it was ironic because we talk about it every once in a while. You know, they should have a podcast convention. And then they have one just down the road. I wish it was here in Atlanta. I probably could make yeah. it work. But um, well, maybe we need to get something going. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Little tidbit, tiddly bit. All right, Dennis Lee, you got uh, you got your thing you want to play with, do. Oh, well, let me play with my thing here. As a matter of fact, you know, um, if you, you know, we appreciate you all listening to this, uh, you know, this uh, edition of Tries Talking. Please hit the follow button if you enjoy what you've heard. Tell your friends. Have everybody join in and have a listen. Um, we appreciate your support. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Tries Talk WG Moon. Um, and you can also follow us on um facebook and we post all the podcasts that we do we post all, all the articles and some pictures on there as well um so please follow us there and you can email us at trystalk 69 pts at gmail.com with you know um things that you'd like to hear us talk about or you know um any send us any pictures uh bp really i mean um, and you know, any concerns or complaints that you have about the show, be sure to send it there and we'll get to it right quick. Um, but also we're on these other outlets as well. Um, we're on Spotify, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, listen notes and player FM. And we are on every night of the week. Donald Wayne has uh, been burning up the mini pod scene and it's much appreciated Donald Wayne. a lot of good content there um thank you and uh yeah we we appreciate you we love you and we couldn't do it without y'all thank you so much for being here yes we do appreciate you uh listening to this episode of Tristalk and every time that you join us and listen to what we have to say, but we would love to hear from you. So please use that email and uh, send us your thoughts and opinions about our shows or give us some ideas about some new shows. As long as uh, the suggestions are, are not obscene <laughs> because right. we, we don't do obscene. Yeah. This well, is I, a family I know. Show. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, uh, I kind of got away from the, the, uh, the closing thoughts, Dennis Lee, and, and I've been looking at different things. I found this site where they have 
stuff that you can print on t-shirts sayings that people have been putting on their t-shirts and there's some that are very funny and I, I actually wish that I I may have some of these made up for myself but um, it's I, I'm going to use one of those tonight and, and one of the ones that I one of my favorite ones that I really want on a t-shirt uh, let me get this keyed up can you sing two bars of God Bless America while I do this? Oh, let me, actually, somebody <laughs> somebody else wants to chime in here. Let me, you know, how people are if you don't. I mean. Said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? You know, right. I mean, jokingly. You know, come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Biden. You keep taunting Donald like that. See what you get. Have push-ups, man. So, what happened to the boys? Are they on welfare now? Since uh... Uh, no, you know, it seems that they've made enough off of us that um, you know they've expanded. I think they're on tour right now. A lot of the restrictions have lifted, so really, um, we've helped to springboard them into a lucrative uh, hmm. you know, musical career. But uh, you know, you know, even with their wealth and fame, well, I bet we could probably get them back on here. Um, for a reprise, um, so well, we may have we'll to see. just do a do a impromptu one of those, just so we can yeah. uh, throw a little yeah. work their way. That's right. They they really like the live gig more, so maybe we might have to do a do a live one to get them to come out right. of uh, out of that. All right. Well, that's a serious possibility. All right. So the closing thought for tonight. Well, it's not closing thought. It's just something that I saw on a T-shirt. And it goes like this. I'm pretty confident my last words will be, well, shit, that didn't work. (laughs) 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 So, I don't know. I just thought that was unique. (laughs) I I can see me saying that. So uh, I guess that's why I love it so much. All right, Dennis Lee, if you want to grab the lights, I'm going to throw a little credence in here, and we'll just creep out until uh, see everybody again on Tuesday night. I'm going to clean up the glass. I broke the bulb. Have a good one. Stay safe, everybody.